Talkie Talk podcast for the MediaBios.com. Joining me today is Brent. Hi. Chris. 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 Then TJ. Chris. 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 <laughs> My name is David, and uh, today we're talking about our watch list. I don't know. Whatever else. Yeah. So, who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I've, I've done the watch list with y'all. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. But, however, I haven't really watched all that much in that time frame. I think I've got four movies, uh, and one of them's a rewatch. But uh, I watched uh, I watched the 2017 movie The Lost City of Zed with uh, Charlie Hunnam and Robert Pattinson, who was a surprise to see in the cast as, like, crazy-looking, I guess, sidekick. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good exploration movie. It had that the feel of like a heart of darkness sort of thing without being without elements of evil necessarily attached mm. to it just on a purely exploration sense I enjoyed the the biopic nature of that movie too I yeah I did kinda, too I kind of hit it did not know it was going to be about a real person yeah. um, and uh, got to read about that guy it was really interesting yeah. um, I recommend it it's a movie where the trailers did not really get me jazzed up to see it much. Uh, but it got good reviews, and uh, mm-hmm. I I gave it a shot, and, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It kind of came out to a whisper. Like I don't remember it hitting theaters or when like what was going on when it came out, but it started seeing it on streaming sites, and I was like, huh, when did like this movie must be bad? It didn't exhibit long. Everything I've seen has been positive. Hmm. Yeah, and I think also it didn't help that Charlie Hunnam was the the center of the action, yeah. like the star. Just because, even though he does, I think a good job in the movie. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was really good, but he's just, I don't know. I feel like the, he hasn't had that breakthrough role to really get people on board to see his movies. Yeah, he, he also had the dive bomb of King Arthur this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sons of Anarchy. He's he's good in it, but he's he is. That character, sure. you know, it, it, it's hard for probably a lot of people to see him as anything else. Mm-hmm. Also appearing in Lost City of Zed is uh, Tom Spider-Man. Holland? Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Spider-Man. <laughs> Tom Spider-Man. <laughs> I knew before I, before I even started the sentence, I was like, I'll think of the name by the time I get to the word. Nope. <laughs> Paging Tom Spider-Man. <laughs> the Darth Sidious is also in... Oh, yeah. 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 I just can't get over that yeah, whenever I hear him talk. Because he sounds like, you know, he's not really doing a voice in Star Wars. It's just how he sounds. He's just like, welcome to the League of Explorers. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're bad. You can tell already. <laughs> <laughs> but I recommend it. It's, uh, it came out earlier this year, and uh, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. Uh, I also watched the 1946 film Beauty and the Beast. Oh, French movie, and uh, I watched it on Filmstruck, and uh, it was really interesting. It was uh, the like the makeup and costume design in that movie is still really impressive seventy years later, and uh, it had an intro from Guillermo del Toro, hmm. who claims it's like one of his. Uh, oh, did yeah. I get the name right? Yeah, no, you did. It's I was like. He wasn't alive in 1946, <laughs> but then I realized you could do an intro right afterwards. Right. Yeah, it's just that. Yeah, it, it's one of the little film strike intros where yeah. you you go watch it before the movie, and uh, he claims it's one of the most influential movies for him. Uh, so it was on his top ten sight and sound. We were looking at that last night. Yeah, they they use like the the uh, practical effects in that movie are really impressive for 1946. It really does a good job of like making this castle seem creepy. She walks in and there's like 
arms holding candles out from the wall mm-hmm. and they're just like moving around a little bit and mm-hmm. you can see them moving and it's Neat. yeah it's it's spooky i don't know it's there are elements of that movie that and and it's 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 really weird but that movie has some scenes which are like borderline erotic Ooh. between beast and bell it's yeah. It's really <laughs> really between Bell and Candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> that would be some borderline there, TJ. <laughs> those, those arm sconces. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was really good. It's really well made. Uh, and how were the songs in it? <laughs> French. No, there are no songs. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> is odd because now I the like only it. of the three probably most well known Beauty and the Beast. Movies. The only one I haven't seen is the animated one. Really? Yeah, I've seen the. Well, way to go back to the well of inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> and skip the one that everyone fucking called like knows as Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I accidentally I did not really on purpose watch the new one. It was just uh, Ashley had it on one day and I was doing other things while it happened to be on. But that new one was pretty boring. Yep. How, but how were the songs in it? I don't know. I'd heard them, but I liked them when the little. Cartoon Candlestick did it the first time I like saw a clip of it or whatever. Mm. I like him saying "Be our guest" more than Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Call yeah. him by his name, Lumiere. Well, he has a name. Little, little Candlestick Savage. guy. Little, little Candlestick. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend Beauty and the Beast if 1940s French movies are, you know, up your alley. Or if you just want to say, oh, I saw Beauty and the Beast the other day. I was like, oh, wasn't it great? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the 1946 version. <laughs> yeah. No, You can do the double no, no. So you can say, I saw Beauty and the Beast. Oh, the new one? No, 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 no. Oh, you saw the cartoon. Oh, no. We're dumb. Uh, after that, it was a it was a rewatch of a movie that I really love, 1997's Boogie Nights, which I had not seen in a while. Movie's, movie's phenomenal, almost yeah. perfect. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, as soon as I as soon as I got done watching it, I was thinking ah, I should have done this as homework sometime, just so we could spend more time. And maybe we will on down the road. Maybe we just do a homework of the Angels Live in My Town movie, <laughs> the movie that the, they make together. Yeah, what's his name? What's the name of the Charles Bronson ish character? Oh, it's a uh, Brock. Brock. So there's Chess Brock Landers. Chess, yeah, it's Brock, Brock Landers, Landers and Chess Rockwell. Yeah, I think <laughs> are the two. And when uh, when they tell, this is one of my favorite parts in the movie is when they tell Jack Horner their names. He's like, "I'm going to be Brock." What did you just Landers. say? Brock Landers. And then John C. Riley says, "Yeah, and I'm Chess Rockwell." And uh, Bernal's is like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> it's like, it's like that's that's that is idiotic, but sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that movie is just an almost perfect movie for me. It's fantastic. What is the one scene you guys think of when you think of that movie? Dirk Diggler, right? Like the reveal of his name. Oh, uh, that's a good one. I mean, the drug deal gone bad scene is really sticks uh, with you. Mine's the the Julianne Moore porn scene being filmed. Hmm. Mine's probably the the firecrackers and the drug dealer Alfred Molina. Yeah, I really like the scene. Well, I don't. I mean, it's it's hard to watch, but it's the scene when everything has gone wrong after they've kind of diverged, mm-hmm. and it's the scene where uh, Jack and Roller Girl are in the car driving around, mm-hmm. and yeah, where she beats the shit out of dude. Yeah, and he, they. It's the. I think it's just because it's the line that stuck with me, and it's the line of uh, you know because he has resisted videotape this whole movie, and he's. 
he's like a purist. He thinks it should be on film because he wants to. He's trying to make films, not just like, right. not just pornos. And uh, I think he says, I think the line is, "We're about to change the history of film right here on videotape." And he can, you can just see the depression in his eyes when he says that. Like All he's right. trying to, to get people amped up for this like, banging in the back seat video yeah. that he's producing and it's there's no script to it there's no he he just hates it and uh i don't know it's really interesting to see like porn artists who like are passionate about their craft yeah because he definitely don't want to make like real movies he wants to make porn right yeah but he wants to make like good porn he says it at the beginning he's like i want people when they are done with their business in the theater to stay and see what happens in the story mm-hmm. and I think he says like i want them to soak in their yeah, I want to sit in their mess or whatever. Whatever it's jizz, maybe. <laughs> I want them to sit there and soak in it. Watch the movie. Ugh. Gross. But, yeah. uh, Next one. But man, <laughs> it, was, it was amazing to me how much, like, how much, how busy that movie is. Like, there's constantly things happening. And at the same time, how much character development gets done in that movie. Yeah. There's so many characters, and they all feel very fully developed in yeah. terms I mean that, it's just I don't know it's a really impressive movie after Boogie Nights I watched uh, Grease for, it was the first time I've ever watched Grease all the way through hmm. it's really good yeah it's a good movie it's really weird mm. the movie's fun the yeah. songs that like you know before you watch it good and they're super catchy yeah. um, the songs that I didn't know I was kind of glad I didn't know them they're what? very forgetful do it. You know which ones you didn't know? I'm just curious. Stranded at the drive-in didn't yeah. do anything for me. I don't know. It, I feel like it's the shorter numbers that where they Beauty School Dropout. That's See, some I people's favorites. That's Cassandra's favorite. I thought Beauty School like Dropout it. was hilarious. Yeah, I it's just not the catchiest. Brought it up because I don't think it's as famous as like the yeah, I mean, Grease Lightning. It's not yeah. Grease Lightning. It's not Summer Nights. It's not. Yeah, the one that I want. I like I like that little bit of surrealism. Yeah, I, I don't love Summer Nights all that much, but. uh Grease Lightning's fun. You're the one that I want's fun. I liked Beauty School Dropout. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought some of the lines in it were pretty edgy for the time. Yeah, I don't know. Olivia Newton-John just does... It, she is gorgeous. She sings well. But man, her character has no charisma in Grease. I thought I thought Sandy was just a blank slate of a character. That, um, yeah, she kind of is. Uh, you watch everybody else other than her if she's sharing the screen, it seems. But I thought Stalker Channing was fantastic as Rizzo. As a high school student. <laughs> I like, yeah, she's 34 years old when they filmed it. Yeah. She's playing a 17-year-old. Um, she looks 34, too. Yeah, she definitely looks 34. <laughs> she, yeah, she looks closer to uh, First Lady Stalker Channing from West Wing <laughs> than she does to whatever she looked like in high school. But I had a lot of, lot of mixed feelings on Grease. But I thought it was fun. Weird. Yeah, it was. I was not expecting that. I was like, this, this is going to be a brother ended and brother's just like, yeah. This is. I thought it was going to be a nice little simple movie with without that would not do much. He was outside on his balcony, and just looks off. Yeah, it was like Brian and the Cake. Why? <laughs> um, but no, yeah. The, Sandy. I mean, the message. The message at the end is just like you know. You won't find happiness unless you just change yourself. That's what I told Cassandra when we watched it last, and she like yelled at me. And that's not the ending. She explained this whole thing about that's not that's not what that's not what happens. I think you could make the argument that it's, that it's about that it's about like the willingness to change is more important, and that's what as long as you're willing to change, then then that's what you need to be in love. But 
you don't really get that. You don't really get that from the movie. I don't think the movie earns it. Anyway, <laughs> there were elements of Grease I did not like, but still, the movie, the movie was fun, and I thought it was some of the jokes were funnier than I expected them to be. Yeah, because I was expecting it to just be cornball the whole time, and it was it was fine. Catchy songs. Anyway, that's it. That's what I've been watching. Cool. I watched things. No, you didn't. I watched. Oh, shit. Prove it. My third Fast and the Furious movie, Furious Seven. Nice. <laughs> I've now seen the original Tokyo Drift and Furious Seven. Furious uh, Seven's a good one to jump in on, especially right after three, because chronologically. Yeah. What's the best one so far? Seven. Then three. Those are clear top two. One is by far the worst one I've seen. I, I and I think that's probably most people put seven and three somewhere near the top. I think yeah. five is a lot of people's favorites. Is it's, three Tokyo Drift? Yeah. yeah. Which you know, the end of Tokyo Drift. They use the same exact footage at the beginning of seven. Mm. Yeah. So it's the chrono. The order is one, one, two, four, five, six, three, seven, eight. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. It's super, super entertaining. Okay. Super dumb. But they definitely have fully embraced it by this point. Mm-hmm. That they know what's going on. Uh, the mm-hmm. Rock power bombing Jason Statham through the table and the camera rotates around uh, yeah. is now going to be in every Fast and Furious movie because it's in Fast Eight. Nice. <laughs> it's in power bombing. <laughs> like, oh no. Well, let's be real. <laughs> what are these movies actually about? I told TJ to text me if he got emotional at the end of the movie and he didn't text me because I didn't. Huh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's sad, right? Like it's, it's it is sad, and I'm I'm a easy like tear upper when yeah. it comes to shit like that. I teared up at one of these movies that I'll talk about in a minute that I didn't think I would, or two of these movies. Maybe just hadn't put in the uh, the time yet in the franchise. Yeah, because he's not a main character in seven, right? Um, yeah. Or three. He's not in three at all, right? <clears throat> yeah. So I don't. I didn't have a lot invested in the character. Mm. The main character in seven is Vin Diesel. Yeah, he pretty much is from like four on. Okay. But it was super fun, super entertaining. Fight scenes were really cool. The girl who plays... Uh, Ronda Rousey. Oh, no. Yeah, Ronda Rousey's in it. Oh, my God. Not an actor, that one. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad you came to the party. I was trying to fight someone. <laughs> She's like, whoa. Yeah. Calm down there, Rhonda. Yeah, the Mel, the Masande actress. Yeah, she's in it. I forget her name. She plays like a hacker in it. She's really? Carice Van Hooten, maybe? That's well, name? that's Melisandre. Masande. Oh, Masande. Yeah. yeah. I don't know her name, but she's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's like Tej's counterpart. I watched another movie <laughs> featuring The Rock, though, and uh, it was surprisingly good. I watched Central Intelligence. Have you seen that? I yeah. I've seen it. It's really good. So you spend any time in my house, you start watching movies that I told I've seen. Chris, <laughs> I, thought I was house sitting for Chris, I told him I was watching movies in his memory. <laughs> Shitty action movies. So I watched Central Intelligence, but uh, it was really good. The 1945 original? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a movie with Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson and Holly from The Office. I don't know her name. Amy Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's she's in it. And uh, oh, what's his name? Oh my God, Aaron Paul. Yeah. Is in it as well. Dwayne Johnson plays the like nerdy guy, kind of, yes. turned CIA agent. Yes. Kevin Hart plays the straight man. And Kevin Hart's not annoying, which is kind of hard to do with me. I That's normally cool. find him annoying. And Dwayne Johnson, I'm just in now. Anything he does, I'll go see it because it's this movie was entertaining. <laughs> you, would, you would get power bottomed by him. Yeah, <laughs> power bottomed me. Uh, well, I'm totally in for Jumanji now. Yeah, because he doesn't make movies that aren't entertaining. Yeah, he's like batting a thousand with just fun. And he's in so many movies. Yeah, he is in Get Smart. It was fun. Yeah, it wasn't good. It's fun. <laughs> he wasn't hurt. Still gonna still gonna hold GI Joe against him for a while. Well, you do that. 
That's a movie in need of a I mean, reboot. I mean, San Andreas was like not a good movie, but it was had the rock all over it. I watched Keeping Up with the Joneses in the same action kind of bad movie. It was not as good. I was thinking about watching that. But it did have Gal Gadot in it. She is, <laughs> bless you, super hot. That's how you say it. I've watched videos. Has John Hamm in it? I feel like you guys are the only people who have seen Baby Driver in this room. He's, I'm the one who have I've not seen John Hamm in a good movie yet. Oh, the town is good. Yeah, town's good. Well, I guess John Hamm, I don't think he's good in that movie. No. He's not great, but... Gal Gadot isn't either, mm. and uh, neither is Zach Galifianakis or Isla Isla Fisher. I don't know how to say her name. I'm gonna watch a bunch of videos. Come back on Isla 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 Fisher and Gal Gadot. It's Isla. Isla. It's uh, we got a really disappointing cameo from uh, Ratatouille. What's his name? Yeah. I was really hoping it was the rat. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how many this disappointed? Oh my god. Really the rat? Right? Yeah, it's just not good except you get to look at... It's on John Ham's hair just like pulling it. You get to look at Gal Gadot for a lot. That's awesome. Because she's... Gal she, Gadot. She's pretty. Uh, what else I watch? Oh yeah, the two movies that made me tear up at the end. One uh, is worse than I thought it was, although I teared up at the end when... Chris Cooper said the line, we named our son Gabriel, but I rewatched The Patriot. The movie's not good. <laughs> no. It's just not anywhere close to a good movie. They build up Cornwallis as this military genius the whole entire movie, and then at the end, they literally just hide on the other side of a hill. <laughs> and he just like, full charge over that hill. And he runs over, and then the army just like destroys him. Yeah. This is The Patriot, the Mel Gibson movie? Yeah. Yeah. Wins the whole war with a hatchet. Pretty much. I mean, that kind of happened though. Like yeah. Swamp Fox is a real yeah. thing, and, and that. But what, what do they call him? Like the ghost of something? What's what's the, the they call him the in the movie? Yeah, the Swamp Ghost. Yeah. Okay. In real life, he's Swamp Fox. Was the guy's nickname. <laughs> and, and in my mind, he's Swamp Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> he's like in the in real life, he he stole supplies from the British. That's what. That's how he built. And uh, he'd stole, like, Cornwallis' memoirs. In real life, he lit them on fire, like, outside of Cornwallis's like, house, pretty much, in South Carolina. And in the movie, he returned to them because Mel Gibson, like, respects the rules of war. This is so fucking stupid. Jason Isaac's a uh, decent bad guy in that movie. That's one of the few good things. Yeah, except, like, again, it's, it's, like, you walk up on a house where you have, like, 20 soldiers from each side being tended to, and people saving their lives, and you're just like... Kill all the bad guys, kill that kid, and burn the house down. It's just like, I don't think that's... Just evil for the sake of evil. Yeah, like, yeah. you yeah. jumped into that a little fast, man. Yeah, there wasn't really anyone who felt that strongly about right. it. Right. Tom Wilkinson plays Cornwallis, and he's not good, and I love Tom Wilkinson. I don't know, it's just, it's not good. I think Cornwallis should have been a little more for his time, and hashtag drain the swamp. Smoke that fox out. <laughs> 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 I, need to, I need to let that silence play. I see it. It's, it's a physical cringe. <laughs> and then I watched one more movie, which was absolutely amazing. Way better than I remember it being. And I've seen it. It's probably the third time I've seen it now. Um, I watched Signs in the ah, Shyamalan movie. And yeah. it was so much better than I remember it being. Uh, it's really good. It's Mel Gibson is fantastic in it. Yeah. I mean, it was just so good when he's dealing with the kid. 
almost dying at the end, his mm-hmm. son, and like his brother runs up, Meryl runs up, Joaquin Phoenix, and like is trying to like touch him, and he's like, "Give him air, give him air," and, and Mel Gibson's just like, "Don't touch him, don't touch him," and he's like cussing God out the whole time. I caught a lot of things with the ending now that people bitch about all the time that make the ending something you can't really bitch about. I don't know. It's just great. It was a very spiritual movie. Yeah. There's a lot of reviewers that think the aliens maybe are demons of some sort because you never see a spaceship. You never, right. You just you don't really know what they are. They come and go so quickly. But it's definitely a Crisis of Faith movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the better ones, too. Because I feel like that's a that's a that's a story that doesn't get handled well most of the time, or the, a theme yeah. that gets handled poorly more often than not. Yeah, and I think it does. I think science does it really well. M. Night Shyamalan's character talking to him before he runs away is so good because is he the cop? Is he like the he's the, he's the vet, veterinarian? Veterinarian, that's right. And he uh, pretty much tells him the same thing his wife tells him at the end. But you don't get that until you hear the wife say it at the end. Mm-hmm. So you don't understand why Mel Gibson's reacting the way he is to, like, the guy who killed his wife. You don't know the story behind it yet, but you just know he killed his wife yeah. uh, in a car wreck. That, you know, he's going through all these things and saying, it had to have been that right, like, mm-hmm. two seconds earlier, two seconds later. I swerved this way instead of this way. She's still alive. And that had to have happened for a reason. And he doesn't, like, lose his shit and you don't understand. And then yeah. at the very end, you realize that that's pretty much the exact same thing his wife told him. Right before she died. Which is like, this had to have happened for a reason. It's too too crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was really, really good. It made, me, it made me realize, too, that I think M. Night Shyamalan's movies through After Earth got worse. But only slightly with every movie. Like, I think Six Sense to Unbreakable is a slight dip. Barely. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable Sides, barely a dip. And then Signs to the Village. Village to Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water to The Happening. And The Happening to After Earth. And then it picked back up, but it was like like a perfect down in my opinion. Yeah, uh, down slope. I, I put on signs kind of on a whim and wasn't really thinking about it, and then just sat there and watched the whole movie intently. So good. That's it. I did that with What Women Want, and then I fell asleep. It's a stupid movie, <laughs> but it also has Mel Gibson. True. I like it when he sings "Bitch" with that cigarette in his mouth in the, in the <laughs> mirror. <laughs> and Meredith Brooks song. Bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a mother. Yeah. I like that movie. <laughs> I enjoy it too. Want. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. I didn't say yeah. it was bad. It's it right. stupid. Yes, it's, right. It's certainly <laughs> still it's good, dumb, but, stupid, but entertaining. Yeah, who's somebody's in that is like one of his friends. Some like comedy. Is it Dave Chappelle in What Women Want? Or is he in You've Got Mail? He's in You've Got Mail. He's in You've Got Mail. I feel like. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I'll go. I started talking about What Women Want, and uh, I kind of braced you guys for it. I watched Blue Ruin. Green Room and Small Crimes. I was not super excited about these, but Amazon Prime kept throwing them in my face to watch Green Room. So I was like, you know what, fine, fuck it. And I watched it. I watched Blue Ruin first. Yeah. Because I figure I'll start with, you know, the earlier one. And Blue Ruin is really good. Mm -hmm. It is really good. Um, It is, like, so quiet for most of the movie. There's, like, almost no dialogue. Basically, until he runs into his buddy, like, the the fat redneck dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a really tense, really good movie. Um, kind of a Hatfield and McCoy's story, um, but in the Pacific Northwest, or at least that's where I put it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recommend seeing that. Green Room's really good. Um, also, Green Room's le- fun. Less, less good. Patrick Stewart's great in it. They, my only gripe about it, and I want to not really put this to discussion, but um, when will it stop being uh, punk bands and punk venues and metal bands and metal venues that are like, the evil ones like Jennifer's body and this 
Like, I get that, like, yeah, some, like, nasty people are attracted to that music and, you know, skinheads and, like, that is a real thing. But there's, like, this time there's a skinhead boy band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just kind of writes itself and that's annoying. Right. Yeah. It just plays into stereotypes. Yeah. It would be fun if it was, like, a Maroon 5 type band. <laughs> like, a concert like that. Yeah. Some KKK stuff breaks out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Small Crimes sucked. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did not like Small it. Small Crimes was terrible. Nick like Costa Waldo. I don't know if he just had like terrible lines written for him or the they picked bad shots, but he was not good in it. You know, I think the best part was Jackie Weaver, and she's only in like maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, and I like the dad too. The dad, um, yeah, I forget his name. Robert He's Forster. Ar- yeah, I just kept looking at him going, like, You're Arlie Ermy. No, Arlie Ermy's not acting. <laughs> um, but Small Crimes kind of sucks. I would not recommend it. But I had a, that was my making Blair trilogy after I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Nice. Um, and then, in anticipation of remakes, I watched 1977 Suspiria. Oh, nice. That is basically the genesis of all thriller horror movies, which I found out after watching it. Hmm. Um, and is the creator of the genre. Um, it's really entertaining. It's getting remade by with Chloe Grace Moretz as one of the leads. Mm-hmm. Um, really entertaining. The music is phenomenal. It's Throughout and it's by a band, uh, the Goblins. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's a famous score. Yeah, it's 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 really creepy and psychedelic and kind of pokes fun at some of the like on-screen horror that's happening. But I would recommend it, you know, if at the very least, you know, to compare to the new one, just because that's what we do as critical thinkers. Yeah, new ones coming. New ones being directed by a guy who's doing uh, "Call Me by Your Name." It's a Sundance movie or can movie came mm. out this year. Oh, man, I've heard of it. And he also did a, a bigger splash movie I talked about a couple months ago, the Ray Fiennes Tilda Swinton movie. Oh yeah, so I like oh, him as yeah. a director. I watched Storks. I don't really have a lot to say about it. Be- better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I, th- I found parts of it funny, hmm. and I did not anticipate that. Still, like in the bottom of my 2017 movies, but if if you got a kid or you got two hours to kill, you know it's not a bad movie to throw on. The 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 wolf pack parts are really funny and they're appropriately voiced by Key and Peel, the Alpha Wolf and Beta Wolf. Hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, and then the last one, and the one that I was most excited about was uh, I watched Patterson. Ah, oh. Jim Jarmusch, uh, Adam Driver movie, Bus Driver Poet. Yeah, it's really. I hate calling movies small, but it is. It's really small. I mean, it's a it's about a guy named Patterson who drives a bus in Patterson, New Jersey. Who's the lead? Adam Driver. That's right. It's just, it is a great love story and a great movie about how people find inspiration. Um, it's it's his favorite poet is William Carlos Williams, who famously was from, uh, wrote a book called Patterson, and all his poems are about just like everyday objects, like the mundane, mm. and that's kind of what he writes about. And I think the best part of it is uh, his girlfriend, um, it's played by an actress, um, an Iranian actress, uh, Golshifte Farahani. Hmm. Um, she's phenomenal in it. Hmm. Um, nice. She's like the perfect foil for him in the story, like is constantly supporting his like creative aspects. For him having such a boring routine life, like constantly making like dinner as like these like new wild recipes to like spice things up. She's a painter and only wears clothes that she paints the patterns on and like changes the curtains every day and it's just he's very flat emotionally and she's the opposite really vibrant buys a guitar learns a song to play it for him because he oh. likes the song it's just it's really good if it's just a love story but there's I, a 
interview on uh, NPR a few months ago with Jim Jarmusch, and uh, he was would not shut up about how much he loved Adam Driver and worked with Adam Driver. Adam Driver got his New York bus driver's license for nice. the film. <laughs> wow. He like went through all the testing, <laughs> took the test, and passed and got his license. It was a, a real fun interview. He's a weird dude, though. Jarmusch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I would recommend Patterson. It's slow and it's it's very quiet, but you you, you have to be ready to watch it. Yeah, but there's it's, it's there's kind times of a, in your life where you're ready for that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of a movie about nothing. You know, it's it's about how a poet who writes poetry about boring things in life get his inspiration from boring things in life. Right. So like you have to be ready for that. Yeah. But that's what I watched and wanted to talk about. There's other stuff, but. You know, I don't need to keep talking about Iron Fist or Game of Thrones. We'll do a Game of Thrones thing maybe next week. Yeah. Sure. Spend more time on that. Do a two-ep wrap. Something, something big I'll have. So it'll be the, after the fourth episode, we'll be past halfway. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, because there's seven this season. Which, the with the way it tends to snowball towards the towards the end of the year, that feels more like the halfway point. It's yeah. After was, four with the way, I was all ready to concede my argument with y'all about where Arya was going last week. And then I was like, oh my god, it's Bran! <laughs> Argument lips. <laughs> um, Bran Resident Creeper. Yeah. I can do mine just real quick. I didn't watch any movies. I think it's the first uh, watch list I've ever done where I haven't watched a movie. Are you okay? But yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> but in, as far as TV, I've uh, been watching The Challenge. Nothing that exciting so far? Not caught up. I'm going to get caught up okay. before next podcast. All right. All Brent didn't say anything when me and Chris said that. <laughs> like, we're gonna get caught up. Brent's just like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Not we'll gonna see. commit. <laughs> yeah, we just finished Glow last night. Like that show. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Solid. Another Genji Cohen Homer. Also started watching um, CW show My Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Oh, you guys yeah. that show? I started that a long time ago. Ashley likes it a lot. I tried to start it a couple like maybe a year ago, but I've just been on. I guess I've just been on a wavelength for it because I've been. Pounding them lately. Did they're just really pounding that crazy ex girlfriends. <laughs> That's sexist, guys. No, yeah, but the music's really Poor good and it's really funny. It's it's like the ratatat humor of like a show with ratatat humor. Okay, like, kind of like, like Thirty Rock, like Aaron, like Aaron Sorkin Rock or pace. like what I what I what I hear of like what Gilmore Girls is like, like fast dialogue back yeah. and forth. Mm-hmm. It's just you know witty repartee, mm-hmm. and then there's there's good parody songs in it. The songs are good. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. They write a new number for every episode. Mm-hmm. CW's got some gems that people overlook because it's CW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was talking about Riverdale a couple weeks ago. Right. I know that you've watched Arrow. The new Flash is supposed to be good. You know, the plot apparently mm-hmm. stinks, but and then this is... I like the matter-of-factness of a lot of the songs. Like, one of the songs is like the sexy getting ready song. Like, the montage for everything <laughs> they do. But it's like, you know, tweezing, like, doing all this, this stuff. There's like a rapper that appears in the video and just like sees what they have to go through. Is about to rap and goes... I didn't know you guys did all this. I got some bitches I have to apologize to. In <laughs> the end of the episode, it's like, Candy, I just want to say I'm sorry for objectifying you in this manner. <laughs> this is pretty funny. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's all I've watched for TV. And for I've been pretty active on the games front, playing uh, nice. Game of Thrones. Solid. I did restart because I didn't like where my choices were going. So I restarted <laughs> the, the, the episode. The family was going off the rails. Yeah. I, I, I've started playing a lot of Until Dawn, which is great. Nice. I just got downloaded that for free. I want to like sit down and play it in a sesh. It, it's a lot of fun being in the middle of a horror movie. It's like a six-hour game, so you can sit down yeah, and just nice. like Knock it out. go through it. Yeah. The QTE, QTE isn't that unforgiving, which is which is nice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some things where it's like on there for a half second and yeah, 
Yeah. Then you get punished by your character unfairly dying. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that's been that unfair so far, but I'm still early in it. Yeah. And then the other thing I've I've kind of it's not even a game. It's a book I read. Ugh, don't talk about it here. This is media. But it's a book about Earthbound. Oh, okay. A series <laughs> called uh, Boss Fight Books. Okay. It's like a series of I think like like Amazon single type books. It's like 150 to 250 pages. Each are about a different video game. Nice. Uh, the one about Earthbound was fun. It's mostly about this guy's interaction with Earthbound. Like, uh, he talks about himself a lot, but in his childhood, playing this game, mm-hmm. like, it, in trying to, should he get the Sword of Kings, you know, Pooh's weapon, where he have like, a 1 in 128 chance of a Starman super dropping right. it. He talks about, like, him and his brother attacking it, and, like, talks about risk-reward, and gets philosophical. The game's really philosophical. Yeah. They got thinking about it because it's going to be in the SNES Classic. and But apparently it's a whole group of uh, books that are like less than five bucks a piece. A series of different people. Some of them are like uh, video game authors on sites. Some of them is like, the, they have one on Splunky that's done by the game developer himself. Cool. Yeah. This one was just like a fan of Earthbound. There's a Chrono Trigger one. There's a Metal Gear Solid Call of Duty goes all across the board. I think there's like. What is it called? Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> Actually, the I the Metal Gear Solid one is uh, Ash and. Uh, oh, Ash, Ashley Birch and yeah. her brother. Yeah. Who cares what his the loser. Is. I've been thinking about getting that one, but it's been it's a pretty quick read. You watch anything else or now? Yeah, that's it. Cool. Anything we want to recommend or for news? Are we going into breezy? Yeah, not a lot of news though. Or new trailers. Yeah, I haven't really mm-hmm. seen much. There's so. another leak for it. They're hitting hard now on that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it'll come out in a month. I'm really excited for it to do. I was trying to think if I saw anything new, but I don't think I have. Mm. No. There's been the HBO hack the past week, but yeah, it's really... the kind of thing where it's just scuzzy to even talk about. Yep, I'm staying away from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you know why they got hacked, right? Because HBO basically put out like a hackers, we're coming after you, and they were like, yeah, right, and they just like yeah. cracked into HBO shit and just and they're like, uh, you know, their their opsec is really terrible, their security. Yeah, yeah. The thing that's bad is there's going to be HIPAA violations because people's medical records are on the same servers with like Game of Thrones episodes. Right, and that's some a lesson that companies really need to learn is keep separate data security this kind of stuff yeah other than that like I have no interest in looking at any of the leaked things for Game of Thrones yeah apparently apparently they have a rough copy of like one of the late episodes of the series oh yeah cause I guess principal photography had already mm-hmm. ended on it the series or the season series oh jeez yeah so yeah fuck that beware of spoilers also just 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 think to yourself that all spoilers are just rumors and then be surprised if, if they're not. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's coming out this weekend? What do we want? Dark Tower. That's uh, already that already came out. What came out like Friday, right? Came out this weekend. Yeah, yeah. But we do. Oh, right, right, right. We yeah. do next following weekend. Yeah, got pretty bad reviews. Dark Tower. It got awful reviews, but for the people I've seen it, they said like it's not a sixteen or whatever. That's what Rotten Tomatoes has at sixteen percent. Yeah, it was more fun when it was at nineteen because nineteen is. Uh, like a important number in the Dark Tower series, and so it's kind of funny when the initial Rotten Tomatoes score was nineteen percent. It's like, oh, that's some integration they probably weren't hoping for. <laughs> I think it's a slow week. Yeah, it feels like that. So I am going to like last week. I would have recommended Detroit, even though I was excited for Dark Tower. Yeah, I don't really want to see any of these. So I'll bow out this week. <laughs> what is three? 
Did I set a bad precedent? <laughs> I mean, it's always been that for me. Is what movie yeah. I want to go see, and if I don't want to see any of them, so don't go to the movies. So I see for choices: Annabelle Creation, The Glass, The Castle. Nut Job Two, and The Glass Castle. Yes. What was the first one you said? Annabelle Creation. I guess I'll see Glass Castle. I'm going to throw Glass Castle out just because of Drew Director Larson. of uh, Short Term 12, too. Cool. I bet it's maybe pretty good, then. I, I fucking hate the Nutjob 2 subtitle, Nutty by Nature. <laughs> get ready, get set, get nuts is the tagline. Gross. Eat shit, Nutjob. <laughs> uh, I'll go Glass Castle. I'll play you guys' stupid game, go Glass Castle. All right, guys, go see the Glass Castle. I'm going to see the Glass Castle when it comes out. Don't be a glass hole. DVD. So this was Talkie Talk, podcast we meet by us, site stuff, Twitter, they meet by us, email, they meet by us at gmail.com, Facebook, movies by us, TV by us, games by us, our new Facebook page, check it out, do give us a like, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, give us a rating, whatever we deem fair. Not you deem fair, we have to deem it fair. I want to say thanks to Willow Walkers for intro music, thanks to Boo Reefa for the outro music, Yeah. and uh, thanks for listening. Bye guys. Bye. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads Small town slowpokes long time ago Kicking out records of all the things that I know All the things that I know I'm glad you came to the party. I was trying to fight someone. <laughs> okay. <laughs>